Do you know the number one fear that women have? The number one need that women have in a marriage relationship. Do you, do you know the number one fear that men have and the need that they have in a relationship? Tune in to the broadcast today, Wisdom for Living, and we'll answer that question that I believe will be a blessing to you. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Hey, it's great to have you with us again today on Wisdom for Living. I'm Greg Moore uh, with Greg Moore Ministries. I've just been, it's been a blessing to come in, come into your home, your office, uh, wherever you're watching this to uh, share the Word of God with you. You know, our vision with our Wisdom for Living programs is to help people grow in wisdom, help people grow in maturity or Christ-likeness, help them grow in their understanding of God's grace and favor in their lives. And so these Broadcasts are dedicated to help you uh, grow in these areas. And, and uh, you know, I encourage you to uh, reach out to us and go on our website. And those of you who've been receiving uh, from us, you know, encourage you to partner with us. Uh, you know, we've been talking this week uh, and, and in, these, in these broadcasts uh, about building a successful marriage. You know, what, what, is it, what does it take to build a marriage that lasts, to, to divorce-proof your marriage? Uh, the enemy is assaulting marriages in this, in this time, in this season like, like none other. And so it's really been my heart uh, for us to, uh, you know, to talk about how to, how to uh, build a successful marriage, whether, whether your marriage is already successful you can we can always grow in in uh, improve in these areas and also uh, but you, you may know uh, family or friends that are struggling in their marriage relationship and so we're going to be sharing principles that I've learned uh, through my relationship with my wife for over 40 years and then also people that we've we actually learned I actually learned a lot just through counseling. And we counseled hundreds, we've, my wife and I have counseled hundreds of, of people who have marriage issues. So, so uh, you know, we're going to be sharing these things with you. But I want to tell, tell you a funny, this is, these are actual ads that were uh, classified ads that were found in different uh, newspapers. And so that's uh, <laughs> really funny. A free Yorkshire Terrier Eight years old, hateful little dog bites. <laughs> Free puppies, one half cocker spaniel, one half sneaky neighbor's dog. <laughs> Free puppies, part German shepherd, part stupid dog. <laughs> want the want those puppies? I give give me the smart half of them, right? The German shepherd, eighty five pounds, neutered, speaks German. <laughs> Free. Oh, that's great. Snowblower for sale, only used on snowy days. <laughs> Nordic track, $300, hardly used, 
called Chubby. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Georgia peaches, California grown. <laughs> 89 cents a pound. Oh, the, the, this one, this one's really funny. Nice parachute, never opened, used once. <laughs> yeah, I want that one. Yeah, I want to see, see if I can open that, open that thing. Yeah, and then the best one of all is for sale by owner. Complete set of Encyclopedia Britannica, no longer needed. Got married last month. Husband knows everything. <laughs> oh, that's greatness. That's that's funny. Okay, so you know we we've we've talked about you know principles that build a successful marriage. You know you have to work at building a successful marriage. It's not just going to happen automatically, and or just because your parents had a good marriage, um, maybe your parents didn't have a good marriage. Uh, my my parents divorced when I was eight years old, so I didn't have a good model of a good marriage. Then when my mom remarried, it, uh, the, the, that marriage wasn't strong, and so I didn't have a good model. I had to pray, God, show me how to how to have a good marriage. I wanted a marriage that would last. I wanted a marriage where we would stay together. I didn't want a, our children, uh, my future children, to go through what we went through, my myself and my three brothers and my sister, what we went through, um, you know, as a result of uh, my parents' divorce. At my dad's funeral, my uh, one of my my brothers and, and, and my sister, the, the, the my pastor was asking if uh, he could share, if they either one of them could share uh, any good memories about my dad and and neither one of them, you know, my dad left when they were like, uh, my br little brother was eight months old and my sister I think was three. And neither one of them, they said, we don't have a single good memory uh, of my, our relationship with our dad. I mean, that's sad. And, you know, I wanna, I wanna live my life in such a way that a preacher doesn't have to lie at my funeral. And, you know, the best group of people that I want to disciple is my children and my grandchildren and you know I want to create a legacy. Well, it's hard to do that if we if we don't build a successful marriage. And so um, you know I've just it's been a passion of mine uh, since a young boy that we that I, God show me how to I don't show me how to be a good husband. Show me how to be a good dad. And uh, you know God's graced me and, and helped me uh, and helped us to do that. My wife and I have been married over 40 years. And thank God for the relationship that we have. And, and we still hold hands. We're, in fact, Janice is my best friend. I, don't, I have lots of other friends, but I have no friend that's, that's greater. I have no bond that's greater than my marriage bond. And we're, and, and we're close. And and uh, I just I just want to encourage you, uh, if you're not close, if you're not, you know, God said what God has joined together, let no man separate, let no man put asunder. And that word separate means allow no space between. Okay, listen, this is a huge key to a successful, building a successful marriage. Uh, what 
are you allowing to create space in your marriage relationship? Sometimes it's just our phones. You know, I watch couples going out on dates and they're, they're texting. You know, one time I was out on a date with my wife and I took her out to dinner and, and, uh, and one of my children had texted me and I was texting back and then, and then I was uh, put the phone down, I was gonna talk to her and, and then she's just sitting there texting and I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm just following your model. <laughs> I'm just following your example. And so I, I got a lesson that day. You know, that's not healthy to, we can even allow our, you know, electronic, uh, you know, our, our cell phones or iPads or, you know, we, we, we're so digitally connected and electronically tethered to our jobs that we, we don't have time to focus on, our, on the things that are really important. And so, you know, we're, we're going to continue to talk about how to build a successful uh, marriage. And so today I want to talk about getting to know your mate. Getting to know your mate. First Peter 3 and verse 7 says, Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of this life, that your prayers may not be hindered. And so here he's saying, that we have a responsibility to get to know one another, to dwell with each other with understanding. That's a command, it's not a suggestion. And you know, I'm determined to be a lifelong student of Janice. Uh, I, I wanna know what makes her tick. I wanna listen to the cues that she, that she gives me or the things, suggestions that she has. And I, I want to you know, please her rather than please myself first. And, you know, but some people have said, well, you know, I just can't understand. I can't understand my wife. I can't understand women. And they listen to that joke that, where the guy says, you know, Lord, I'd really, I'd really like to go to Hawaii, but I'm afraid to fly. And so, you know, could you build a bridge to Hawaii so we could drive over there? The Lord said, well, son, that's a big request. He said, that would take a lot of a lot of uh, effort and a lot of unnecessary time when you could just deal with your fear. And he said, do you have another request? And he said, well, I'd really like to understand my wife. And then the Lord responded. He said, well, would you like that road uh, two lane or four lane? <laughs> well, that's just a joke. It's not, it's not real. Uh, the, the reality is that, that God does understand your wife and he does understand if you're, if you're a woman, he does understand your husband. And he can give you understanding. He can impart it to you if you'll seek him. So it's just a long uh, life, long pursuit of mine. Uh, and, and it should be of yours uh, to become heirs or possessors of all that he has graced you to receive together in, in this life. He said, we're heirs together of the grace of this life. And we need to dwell with one another according to knowledge. We, we don't need to assume what, uh, what each other wants. We need, we need to make, the, make, that our, make that our passion. I, I believe that this is progressive. It's not something you, you, know, you just figure out uh, in, in one year or five years or 10 years. 
uh, years ago, we went to, uh, my wife and I went to Israel. Our church uh, gifted us with a trip to Israel. We were up around Mount Masada, and it was really warm there. And I went to get a drink for us to uh, share, and they were like $8, and I didn't have, um, I don't think they took credit cards, and, and, I, and all I had was, you know, enough to buy one, so, so I thought they had strawberry banana smoothies, and they had orange smoothies, and I thought, well, I'll, you know, I like strawberry banana, I'll get orange and for my wife, and, and I did that and paid the eight bucks, and I came and, and brought it to her, and she said, you know I don't like orange juice. <laughs> and I said, I said, and we'd been married over 30 years, I think, at the time. And I said, yeah, I, I spent $8 buying something that you didn't like. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. She said, well, you know, I just drank. I said, I've seen you drink orange juice. Yeah, I just did it because, because you guys liked it. All the kids liked it. And, and uh, well, I found out something knew about my wife, and we'd been married 30 years. And you know, it works both ways. It's not just one, it's not just men uh, needing to learn to understand their wives. It's, it's wives needing to learn to understand their husbands. And this is not just something you, you get in a class. It's something that you seek the Lord about. It's something that you look to God about. You depend upon Him. You, you listen to Him. You pray. God, show me my wife's heart. Show me how to minister to her. Show me what she really needs. And, you know, God will show you if you'll seek Him about it. He said to dwell with one another according to knowledge. So, you know what? I've got, I've got the grace to understand my wife. Now, I'm not saying I have her all figured out. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the joy. You know, even, uh, you know, of a relationship is that we, we constantly grow and learn about one another. You know, when we get to heaven, you know, I often wondered why the 24 elders and angels sing holy, 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 you know, 24-7. And then the Lord showed me. He said, when you get to heaven, it's going to be one dimension of knowledge, the knowledge of God to another. It's like they're going to be saying, holy, holy, <laughs> and then see another dimension of God. Holy. Wow, it's awesome. And so, you know, it's similar with our, with our relationship with our mates. And I just encourage you, make a, make a decision to become a student of your mate. Make a decision to go to, go to I, like I, I, I attend Janus University, and, and, and I, I determined to learn more about her uh, all of the time. And one, of the, one of the keys to getting to know your mate is to make them a priority. We shared that in, in the last lesson. You know, if your mate knows that they're, that they're more valuable than anyone else to you and a priority to you, it's, it's going to cause them to open up and to share things and to, tr to trust intimate things with you and share personal things with you. If your mate feels valued by you, what it'll do is it'll engender trust in the relationship. And where trust is established, it causes people to feel safe and to open up and to share things that you wouldn't learn if there wasn't trust. Why is it in some marriage relationships 
that people have best friends outside of their marriage relationship. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having friends. We should have friends that's, that's healthy outside of our marriage relationship, but uh, there's nobody that's a greater BFF than in my life than my wife. And if there's a real problem if you feel safe, more safe with a best friend than you do to share things in with your mate. Uh, that's just wrong, guys. And if and look, that's no condemnation. If that's if that's the case, then go back to this point of the fact that you need to make your mate. Uh, you need you need to become a student of your mate's university. You need to become a student. You need to you need to make uh, it a goal to value them in in greater than you do anything else in life, rather than having other relationships outside of that. And then I don't make my wife or my children have to compete for my time in, in the ministry or in, in career. Now, I'm not saying I do that perfect, but uh, you know, I allow my wife. My wife knows my schedule. She's got a part uh, in my calendar, and she can change it anytime she wants to within reason, and, and at least she knows what I'm doing. And my children know, and they knew when they were younger, they could interrupt us anytime that they needed us. And so, you know, if, if an urgent ministry thing called called me out, I let them them buy that time, buy that time back. And you know, Mark chapter ten, this is a verse that a lot of people use as an excuse to put ministry or put you know, career over their family. And it's Mark chapter 10, 29 and 30. And Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who's left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the Gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution in the age to come eternal life. And so a lot of people use that to say, well, see, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just following the Lord and, and I'm going to leave my family and my kids and I can trust God with that. That's not what that verse is saying. He's just saying, look, I want you to place a greater allegiance on your relationship with me than other, these other relationships. He didn't say, he didn't say, you know, follow me and leave your family. But now sometimes when you follow Jesus, your family will leave and, and their family members won't follow. But that's, that's on them. That's not, that's not on you. And so you need to be thankful that if you're married, you need to be thankful that anybody would want to live with you. <laughs> Praise God. And if you really want to get to know your mate, you have to place the proper value on them. The second thing in getting to know your mate is that, is that we need to have a better understanding of the distinctions between men and women. What men want in a marriage relationship, and we're going to begin to talk more about this expectations in marriage uh, in the next uh, couple of uh, lessons, but you know what men want in marriage is a responsive bride. You know, uh, he wants a wife who wants to be with him and desires to meet his needs. There's nothing more attractive to a man than a woman who wants to be with him 
and is passionate toward Him. And I, if, I was, if I was in a, a large audience, I would say, you know, and all the men said, Amen. Because <laughs> they'll, they'll agree with me. You know, uh, how, how does it make you feel, uh, ladies, when, when your husband does not want to talk with you willingly? You know, when the lights are on and nobody's home. Uh, that, that's exactly how he feels when you withhold the gift that, that only you can give to him in, in uh, the sexual relationship uh, willingly. And, and you know, the Lord too desires a responsive bride. And, and women, what women want in a relationship is an engaged and connected husband. She wants a man who will engage with her in meaningful conversation, a time devoted to her when you're not thinking about something else or not wishing you were somewhere else. You know, when you, she comes home and, she, and you come home and she asks, how was your day? Fine. You know, what happened? What, well, what, what happened to nothing? You know, that just kind of warms your heart, doesn't it? You know, the lights are on, nobody's home. That's, listen, uh, men that are watching, you know, uh, you know what, what, that do, what that does to a woman is the same thing as rejection in the bedroom does to you. And so, you know, time, you know, that you spend with her where you, where you, tu you turn off the office and you, and you tune out and shut off the phone and, and answering emails and so on. Remember how it was when you courted her. You know, you knew what it was like when, uh, when sh to connect with her and you, didn't, you did that without any coaching. You knew what she needed, and in wives, you, you, women, you, you know what, what, what he, what he wanted. Look, that's, that, that's exactly the way we need to be uh, uh, treating one another now. Um, a woman loves a man with a plan uh, because it means that he thought about her, and a man loves a woman with a smile because it means that she, she loves and accepts and enjoys being with her man. It's powerful. The number one fear that, that men deal with is shame. Men feel fear failure. Uh, they struggle with feelings of inadequacy because they don't want to be shown, shown up to look bad. It act, it's actually more pain to a man uh, to be shamed and, and rejected than, than, than to be beat up physically. You know, men, men will lie or fight or run to avoid shame. And we'd rather f suffer physical pain than the emotional pain uh, that shame brings with them. You know, you can tell that by looking at boy little boys on the playground. They, they say, oh, I, I bet you can't do that, or you can't beat me, or my daddy's got a better job than your daddy, or my daddy could whip your daddy. I mean, you don't hear little girls saying that. The number one fear that women deal with is isolation. You know, women naturally fear being left alone. And when her husband doesn't talk with her uh, in an engaged way, it makes her feel alone, uncared for, and, and, and unloved. You know, you might provide more than adequately for them financially, but she needs to feel that you're with her and that you're together as a team. You know, little girls on a playground, you'll, you don't hear, you know, my, my mama's 
gonna whip, can whip your mama. You'll hear, you know, I'm not gonna be your best friend anymore. You know, what does that tell us? That, that a, a woman is, a woman desires connection. A woman in a disconnected relationship wants to talk. And the, the reason her husband doesn't want to talk is because he feels he's failed somehow and fears the shame that's associated with it. And when a woman feels isolated, she tells her husband, we need to talk. He, he resists that for fear that, you know, she's going to tell him, you know, you've missed it or you haven't done what I wanted you to do or, you know, you've, you've failed in some way. Listen, we need to understand one another, uh, you know, the way God understands us. We need to understand what makes each other tick. We need to understand to build a strong marriage relationship. We need to take the time to understand what, what our spouse needs. Uh, and and I'm, I'm just speaking over you today. The grace, the grace to open your heart, to understand your mate, to listen to them, to connect with them, to meet them on a level that will meet their needs. And I know that God is able to build a much stronger relationship, a relationship where you're still, after 30 years or 40 years, you're holding hands, you're connected. People can see you're the model of a marriage that they would want to be like. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wisdom for Living and learning how to build a successful relationship. Today's teaching, Building a Successful Marriage, is available in a five-part CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. Hey, I want to encourage you to partner with Greg Moore Ministries. Uh, if you've been blessed, if you've received, if uh, uh, if I've sown into you spiritual things that have helped you in your marriage, I want to encourage you to invest in other people's marriages and other people's homes. But your, your gift will help us to get product to people that will help them in their marriage, that will uh, uh, get this broadcast out to, to other couples who are struggling in their marriage. Uh, invest in others and invest, but through investing in Greg Moore Ministries and God will multiply the seed that you sow. And I'd love to connect with you. So go to gregmore.com. You'll see there how you can partner with us. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmore.com and become a partner today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. Your number one assignment in the marriage relationship is to outserve your spouse and to fulfill their expectations. And you know what you're going to be tempted to do is to try to meet needs that they don't have, but that you have. Uh, we'll share 
later about some of the love languages and many times the reason why uh, the love understanding your mate's love languages are so important is because many times we're trying to minister to our mates out of a need that we have rather than a need that they have and so you know whenever you do that you're, you're you may be scratching somewhere that they don't itch that's tomorrow on wisdom for living